Welcome to your online coffee break, where we discuss bite-sized topics that inspire, educate, and entertain. Here's your host, a software innovator, award-winning marketer, and astronomy and space buff, Chuck Fields. Hello, thanks for joining us today for your online coffee break. We've got a special edition today. I'm here with my guest and co-host, Lane August. Lane is of Alpha Control, a Lost in Space podcast, and the reason I have you here today is because of our special guest, Angela Cartwright, aka Penny Robinson. How the original, cool is that? the original Penny Robinson. This is so cool, folks. She's got such an amazing career. She was actually born in England and then moved to LA at the age of three years old. Did she just sit around at three and play around? No, she started working immediately as a childhood fashion model. And then later at three years old, she actually got an acting job. She was uh, Paul Newman's daughter in the movie Somebody Up There Likes Me. And then by age four, she started working with Danny Thomas on his show for seven years. And to age 11, she was in the legendary film Sound of Music, a very popular film. And then at age 12, of course, she landed the role of genius zoologist Penny Robinson on Lost in Space. So we're just so excited we get to talk to her in a few minutes. So what are you going to ask her? you excited about this interview? I'm so excited, but I, th- I think I need two cups of coffee to do okay, this one. We're going to so. go grab some coffee, and then we'll be right back with Angela Cartwright. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting, folks, but we have some exciting news. Being the month of December, we thought we'd start the month off right by giving away two bags of fire department coffee. Stay tuned in the podcast, and we'll show you how to win. When you need a pick-me-up that won't let you down and keep you strong throughout the day, Fire Department Coffee has you covered. Because we use beans, and lots of them. We take these beans, we fire them up, we toast them, we roast them, and the end result is oh so nice. Just look at those beans. Mm. You see, Fire Department Coffee was founded by countrymen, servicemen, ready to order, roasted to order, and we want you to try our coffee. Fire Department Coffee. You won't get burned. Online Coffee Break. Now, Angela, I understand. I'm here with Lane August, and you actually met him a couple weeks ago at Super Mega Fest. Angela, so great. Hi. It's, <laughs> it was so awesome to get to meet you at Super Mega Fest. And uh, I have to say, you were so gracious. And uh, everybody seemed to enjoy meeting you and the rest of the cast there. I was just floored, though. That's the first time I'd ever been to any event like that. There were hundreds and hundreds of Lost in Space fans there. And I was just going to have to ask you this question. Why do you think people are still so charmed and interested in Lost in Space 50-something years later? I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. Um, there, it, and it's so much fun to get together with the, the remaining cast um, and see each other. So we do enjoy doing that. And people are just so wonderful when they come up to us and say that they've enjoyed the show and re-enjoying the show and, mm. you know, looking at the DVD and stuff like that. Um, I think, in a way, it captured the American imagination. Um, at the time, you know, space travel was, like, so 
such a dream. And it was, I think people really loved the idea of this family going into space. And it was, you know, a family show where the family kind of, you know, had this experience on another planet. And I just think that grabbed people's imaginations. But now there's a whole new generation. So, you know, the moms and the dads are introducing their kids to it because it's it's playing. Um, or they can play the DVD, which was remastered and so amazing. I don't oh, yeah. know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. But, Beautiful. Oh, my God. The colors and everything. I mean, I'm sure Irwin would have been very, very pleased with it. Um I think there's a whole new generation. And then, of course, the Netflix movie. That um, This one really works for me. The, you know, it's uh, it, great actors, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then it captured the essence and updated it. You know, because you can't really do the kind of um, TV show that was from, you know, when we we did the show. It doesn't work sure. today. You have to update it in, in some way or, you know, people are bored. Angela, I think that's so neat, and and you, you get the nail on the head. I mean, a lot of people have really responded well to the to the new Netflix series, and um, I'm so glad you like it. That's so good to hear. But one thing you mentioned that I think is really fascinating is when you talked about the original series and how it was inspirational. And I think back to oh my gosh, I mean, you had Apollo; they were getting ready to go to the moon. Your series was right before that, so it captured the energy of that. It had to make you feel just amazing to be part of a cast, realizing that the U.S. was making plans to actually land on the moon. Did, did that ever come up? you ever having discussions about, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're actually going to land on the moon in a few years? Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, um, which I think it really became like, whoa, we really did affect lives, was um, Bill, Marta, and myself – when we were in Florida, we were at uh, some convention there. This is many, many years ago. Um, we were invited to NASA for the, the the launch of the Discovery. We were invited to the launch, and we were invited to a tour of NASA. Well, I was thrilled because I've always been, like, fascinated with space and stuff. And both Bill and I had our sons with us. Uh, they're both, like, married now, but... Um, at that time, they were, like, young. You know, my son was, like, 14 or something. Mm. And we went into the floor where they were building the Endeavor. Wow. And we actually were able to go inside the Endeavor. Really? And that was such an amazing experience to me. I can't remember the year, but I can remember the experience. Um, because it's so cramped in there. And we were told... From every station that we went to, these were technicians, these were astronauts, how the show Lost in Space had affected them and how it made them go into the space program. And I remember afterwards, we were just blown away at the effect that the show had on this generation um, that had watched the show, and that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to be involved in the space exploration because of Lost in Space. Oh, that had to be awesome. That's great. This is going to be a little bit of a different quirky question for you, though. One of the things I noticed that you had, Angela, on your table at MegaFest was this beautiful, I mean, really beautiful, lifelike action figure of yourself. What is <laughs> That thing is awesome. But what is it like to have your own action figure? That's got to be a, a thrill, too. <laughs> it's a trip, I'll tell you. And she comes with a bloop. 
<laughs> the bloop, um, which Debbie. I didn't bring, but <laughs> yeah, she's she's quite wonderful. I I take her and I hang her off of my picture frames, and like it, it, I just put her all over the house. I just love her. She's very very beautifully made, and she is an action figure. She's a Penny Robinson action figure, and. You know, I've had a Linda Williams doll from the Danny Thomas show, mm. and then from Sound of Music, Madame Alexander dolls made Brigitte dolls. Well, she made the, all the children, but there were two versions of the Brigitte doll, but there had never been a Penny doll oh. that I knew of. There have apparently been, uh, I think Japan made a couple, but they look nothing like me. Absolutely. You know, one quick question. One of my one of my all-time friends asked me, uh, he saw your original outfit, the metallic spacesuit, and he said... How comfortable was that? So, oh my God, me? the very first one. Yes, horrible. Mm. I mean, <laughs> terrible, just awful. I heard you couldn't um, even. It you was couldn't like even sit. a thick cardboard. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it, and it used to stop the circulation in our arms. It wow. was awful. It was hot, and we had just leotards underneath them. We would, you know, just zip it down because it was so hot. Mm. But then they came out with um, NASA came out with that mesh. Um, material that um, that was very, it, I guess race car drivers use it. Um, and then our suits were made of that, and those were so much more comfortable. I mean, if you've got to wear a, a space suit every day. That's true. And then I, <laughs> I imagine you were much better by the time season three came along. You were in a miniskirt or whatever, much more comfortable outfit. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, boots. Yeah, and they told me my hair was too long, so they put that little wig yep. on me. I don't have that problem. I wish I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's a strange experience. Angela, I think it's you you mentioned um, just some of your other shows, and I think some of our audience might not know, but I was just so fascinated that you actually got started at the young age of three years old. And they're saying you you moved here from, or moved to LA from uh, England, and then you became a child fashion model, and then you uh, actually make your film debut as Paul Newman's daughter in the movie Somebody Up There Likes Me. My parents, you know, they were in England. They met um, during the war. My mom and dad were pen pals. And when they married, my mother always dreamed of living by the ocean. But she had this dream of coming to America. She wanted to come to California. I don't really know what spurred that, except I think the warm weather. She always loved the beach. So, you know, we, we... came across on the on the big ship and uh we went through canada and applied for uh citizenship and um you know or immigration anyway um and you know we waited out what it took and we came down through california and it was just so bizarre our next door neighbor i mean i was three and my sister veronica was six um had kids that did commercials And she became friendly with my mom, and she said, you know, there's an agent. I don't think my mother even knew what an agent was. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's, like, looking for more kids, and your kids should really go and meet with her. And bless my mother's heart, man. She took us. She was always a bit of an adventurer. And we started working right away. This agent took us, and um, I just started modeling constantly. And Veronica... Um, who was freckled-faced and a lot lighter-haired, um, she also started working. She was like the Kellogg's girl. I was like the Sparklets girl. And she went on to have this amazing dramatic career, and I ended up doing this movie with Paul Newman. 
and yeah. another movie called um, Something of Value with Rock Hudson. Mm-hmm. And then I went on the Danny Thomas show. And oh. that went for seven years. I was four when I started that show. So, you know, who knew? It, it is an amazing story when I think of it. And, you know, I feel so blessed that this was the the route my, my life took. But it's crazy, huh? It is crazy. It's neat, too, because even, even before Lost in Space, I mean, you were doing all this. And then, of course, who can forget The Sound of Music? A great film, obviously. But as I understand, uh, every September, do you still are you still involved with the Sound of Music sing-along? Is that true? Well, yeah, we go to the Hollywood Bowl, and um, Debbie usually flies in, and, and Kim, who played Gretel, and myself, we go up on the stage, and <laughs> it's such a cool experience. It's always sold out at the Hollywood Bowl. And then every year, every other year, I've been taking, and I'm going to be doing it next year, I believe, 2019, when all the ducks are in a row, um, I take people on a tour of Salzburg and the locations that we shot The Sound of Music, and I personally tell them my memories and my stories. I've done it twice already, and it is such an incredible city, first of all, Salzburg. It's so much fun, and these people are so into The Sound of Music. You know, they know all the songs, and we sing, and I show them the routines. I make, I teach them how to do Do Re Mi on the steps. It's a blast. <laughs> It's really super fun. Okay, that's and it. Get next all time, the inside scoop. Next time I come to LA, I, I want to learn how to do Dory Me on the steps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to go to Salzburg with me because it's the right amount of steps. <laughs> and people are like, whoa, what are you doing? It's fun. It's really, really fun. Did that film take you a, a, a year to make? Is that right? It did. And, you know, those were the days when um, there was so much time spent on making movies. Um, it took an entire year. Oh. And we went into the recording studio. We recorded the songs. We knew those dance routines inside and out. This is why I still remember them to this day, <laughs> because we did them every day we had rehearsal. So when we were on the actual Do Re Mi Mountain, which I take you to, by the way, oh. um, we totally knew our routine, inside and out. When you're working with children, you're working with six children. Liesl, uh Charmaine Carr was a little older. Um, you know, you, you've got to prepare them. We screwed up so little. We knew every step, and we knew how to do it. And, you know, you, we had weather that we were battling with. Sometimes it was, you know, cold. Sometimes it was raining. You know, and you can't have the sound of music on Do Re Mi Mountain without, you know, the sun shining. Mm. Um, so we had that, but it wasn't us that ever held up production. And we were actually in Salzburg for three months. So wow. we knew it, knew it pretty well. And we had a teacher that used to take us around to all the cool stuff to look at there. I am so blessed to have had that experience and be in a movie that people watch over and over and over again and it makes them feel so good. Absolutely. Now, Angela, I had, a, I had a question about that. Because you were in Sound of Music and then Lost in Space, you're so busy, and I, I was... I love your book that you did, uh, one, your first book uh, with uh, Bill Mummy, uh, Lost in Space, Lost, um, Lost. Lost and Found in Space, the uh, mm-hmm. picture memorial. I did a little book. I, I had a dream and... Um, I was. I had researched um, pictures from The Sound of Music to include in the Sound of Music family scrapbook. 
so I was allowed into the 20th Century Fox archives, and I was looking through the pictures to pick the, we had a limited amount of studio shots we could use in that book. Mm-hmm. And I realized I was coming across all of these wardrobe picks, and I realized, you know what? Every single production has these wardrobe pictures, and the the studio takes them. They're never meant to be seen by the public. They're just taken by the hair and the costume designers so that they can match in mm. scenes, like because you don't always shoot in sequence. Right. So I had this dream of doing this book about these continuity pictures, and it took me two years to put it together, but it was called Styling the Stars, Lost Treasures from the 20th Century Fox Archives. Well, when I was in the archives, I realized there were all these Lost in Space pictures also. Mm. So Kevin Burns, who is keeper of, mm-hmm. of Lost in Space and all things Irwin Allen, he let Bill and me into his archives. And that's how Lost and Found in Space came together. Huh. When originally, it was just going to be pictures. But as Bill and I looked through all of these other pictures from behind the scenes and stuff, we realized we had all these stories. Mm. And so we put them into the book. And they're funny. It it was just so much fun to do that book and come up with these different stories that went along with the pictures. And if you're a fan of Lost in Space, you can certainly understand a lot of the things that were said. So that's a cool little story about how that book came about. See, I love um, it because I've been really enjoying that book, and uh, I never knew that the Lost and Found Space was was stimulated by your Style in the Stars uh, book because I, I saw that too, and it's got nothing but rave reviews. With Styling the Stars, some of those pictures, those are the real actors because mm-hmm. it, it's never meant to be seen by the public. So, you know, the way they're acting, the way they are, um, you know, some are very glamorous, some like Paul Newman would had funny faces in all of his shots. Um, you know, it's just a lot, a little insight into the kind of character. And the pictures, being a photographer, mm-hmm. the, oh my God, the picture quality, because they were all done with these big cameras, mm. you know, these two and a quarter cameras. And the, the quality of the photos is just so magnificent. And it was a really big cover, um, coffee table book and then they put it out also in paperback and that's very very reasonable a great holiday gift by the way for anybody who loves you know fashion or old movies or um, makeup um, or just people who love photography with all of your busy schedule during the day uh, recording filming or whatever what was school like (laughs) yeah (laughs) I just can't imagine (laughs) yeah it was different Um, you know I was I did go back to school for short periods of time, probably twice, three times in my life. That was more difficult because there were a lot of kids and kids kind of knew who I was. So um, I was kind of a loner when I went back to school. But when you go on the set, um, one thing it does teach you, and I think you have to be a certain kind of personality to be able to do this. um, And that is you have to have three hours of schooling every day. And you're going between your math studies and, you know, looking at a scary monster. And Mm. then you're going back, you know, and you had to have at least 15-minute increments. So it's an incredibly disciplined um, way of, of being brought up. And 
I'm able to, in my life today, switch between things, which a lot of people can't do, I know. But I'm able to do one thing and then switch to something else and be totally into that. And I think it's from that training of doing that on the set. One of the things that you got to do on the show was appear with a lot of really interesting and great guest stars, but you also got to reunite with some of the stars that you had worked with on previous shows. For example, I think Sherry Jackson came on. She was with you and uh, the Danny Thomas show as well. How was it to reunite with some of those people you'd worked with before? Well, it was, it was always kind of cool. Fritz Feldman. It, was it Fritz Feldman? Fritz Feldman. He was yeah. also on, on Danny Thomas, and he was also in Lost in Space. Um, Albert Salmi was... Um, someone that was on Daniel Boone that worked with my sister. You know, it's it's a small community. Of, mm. In those days, it was a lot smaller. Now it's way bigger. But, you know, you kind of did the rounds if you did the guest starring thing. Um, so to see Sherry as a grown-up, that was really cool. I was still a teenager, but um, you know, it was it was fun to reunite with those people. Angela, I want to jump to your creative side now. Um, I understand we actually have a hobby uh, that both at the age of fifteen, I think we were drawn drawn to the uh, photography field, and we both love photography and darkroom. Can you tell us a little bit more about what drew you to photography and how that field impacted your life? Um, yeah, my dad. Uh, was a photographer as um, as a hobby. He was also an art director. But um, he got me kind of... I, I loved fashion. And so I would, like, set up these fashion shoots. And um, my dad would shoot pictures of me, which I have uh, so many of. <laughs> and then I would, you know, shoot my friends. I'd just feed them pizza. And I could, you know, we'd go out. <laughs> I would shoot pictures of them as my models. It was just, you know, a fun way to grow up, and I did love photography, um, the analog kind of photography available at that time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, I've just done it all my life. I, <clears throat> I love taking pictures. So, you know, we would just take pictures, and I've done it all my life. And then I got into hand-painting photography. You know, my dad was an artist, and he was a technical artist, and I never had kind of that technical training, and I found with photography and then painting it, hand painting it, kind of satisfied that part of me, because my art is, I'm like into being perfectly imperfect, and having, you know, getting in that zone to create the art that you want to create. And I do it to this day. I mean, I, I, I love art. I love doing it. I love the challenge of, you know, just kind of wherever my head is at. And actually, <clears throat> the newest thing was um, this On Purpose book. It's yes. kind of new mm. and old. This is the fairy tale. It's a fantasy adventure for young adults and adults. Um, that Bill and I wrote twenty over 20 years ago. It's more like 25 years ago. And we started writing it. We did it, um, you know, we came up with this idea, and then we, a little later on, it kind of got bigger, and then we started to email different parts of the story, and we put it all together. And we were about ready to um, publish it, and a little book called Harry Potter came out. <laughs> so we decided to wait till that book kind of blew over. Hence why it's <laughs> taken so long for this book to come out. 
I love this story. It's about purpose, and it it just represents good and evil, and your, how everyone needs a purpose in life. What is next for you? Because you keep so busy, you're doing so many exciting things. What's coming up? Can you share any details? I always stay busy, especially like with my artwork and stuff. I'm expanding my jewelry line. Um, I have these pieces um, that are really uh, these these art pieces that I'm really feeling like I'm I'm needing to to make. They're they kind of brew, and then all of a sudden it just kind of spills out on the canvas or the the uh, panel. Mm-hmm. Um, both my parents have passed away now, and I realize how much. They were involved in my life, and there's just so much I want to say, and it's just inside. So I'm going to be working on those. Um, and uh, let me see, what else? Oh, there's some surprises. You'll just have to stay <laughs> tuned to the, the Lost in Space uh, site. Oh. And um, you just, yeah, just follow me on my, uh, my Instagram. That usually uh, fills everybody in on what I'm up to. Absolutely. That sounds wonderful. Beautiful. Angela, I, w- I want to thank you again, uh, Lena. I really appreciate you just uh, joining oh, thank us today. You, Angela. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. It was great talking to you. Online Coffee Break. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, folks. Here's how you can enter to win the two bags of ground fire department coffee. All you need to do is complete a review for us on iTunes. To find out how to do that, just go to our website, onlinecoffeebreak.com forward slash contest. That'll tell you exactly what you need to do to complete the review, and it has a form that you submit that will enter you into the contest. So again, onlinecoffeebreak.com forward slash contest. Give us a great review. We hope it's five stars, and we hope you're a contest winner. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. Well, Lane, I really enjoyed our conversation with uh, Angela Cartwright. I I can't believe she just uh, took the time to join us. Uh, I thought it was a great conversation. I told you, she is so vivacious. I mean, if you ever get a chance to meet her in person, you definitely need to take that opportunity. She was awesome. I want to take her up on the opportunity to go out to uh, learn more about the sound of music and do that sing-along that she was talking about. The sing-along would be good. If you've never been to Salzburg, you should go, but go with uh, Angela because she takes you to all the filming sites. That sounds awesome and cool. That would be awesome. Lane, I really appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate you asking me, Chuck. This has been great. (laughs) Getting to to be in the studio with you live. Well, I had to have the Lost in Space expert here. Now tell people how they can find out more about the Alpha Control Lost in Space podcast. Alpha Control. If you just Google Alpha Control podcast or Lost in Space podcast or search for it on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts, you can find it. My website is www.alphacontrolpodcast.com. It doesn't get any easier than that. Excellent. Well, thank you again for joining us today. I want to thank uh, Angela for joining us as well. And, of course, our audience out there, <laughs> we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us today for your online coffee break. If you'd like to comment on today's episode, just go to our website, onlinecoffeebreak.com. Leave a comment there. We'd love it if you call us at 317-862-4700. Leave a comment there. We just might play it on the air. Of course, you can follow us on Facebook. Facebook or Instagram at Online Coffee Break as well. Uh, we'd also really appreciate it, both of us, if you'd uh, leave us a review on iTunes or share this episode with your friends. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. See you next time. God bless. Bye.